Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. Hello, my friend. I'm so excited for you to jump into today's episode. I have my good friend, Sherry Gideons, on the show with me. Sherry is an international best-selling author, keynote speaker, licensed spiritual practitioner, and life mastery consultant, and she is an all-around badass, amazing soul. Uh, as soon as I connected with Sherry, I knew that we were going to definitely collaborate and jam out together. I absolutely love everything she's all about, and her story is incredible incredibly, incredibly inspiring and transformative. Sherry has a unique and powerful ability to address life issues from an integrated and comprehensive level. And she always says that for each and every one of us, the path to knowledge is different and everyone's on their own journey. For anyone who truly wants it, it's there. We're all on this journey of expansion and growth. As a transformational leader, Sherry simply directs you along the way. She's the president and CEO of Sherry Gideons International, dedicated to the evolution of humanity by helping people of all ages discover their own greatness and inspiring them to live extraordinary lives through study and application of holistic principles and human dynamics. With over 30 years of experience, Sherry has been guiding individuals and groups to living with better health, greater happiness, and peak performance. I know that you're going to get so much out of this episode and can't wait for you to listen. When you do, make sure you tag me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe. And as always, check out the show notes so that you know where to connect with Sherry after the show. Without further ado, let's welcome Sherry onto the show. Hello, Sherry. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. I know we're going to have such a power-packed, amazing, high vibrational conversation, and I am pumped to dive in. Awesome. Well, gosh, thank you for having me. I mean, I'm just as enthused and excited as you about this jam-packed, and I like to say, high vibe conversation. Yes. I know we talked, we spoke a little bit on Instagram. We met on Clubhouse. And as soon as we connected, I was like, oh man, I'm so excited to get to know you more and, and we're into the same things. And it's really exciting to finally have you here. And I can't wait to hear your full, like your story more and everything. I know you have such a powerful story and I would love for you to open up a little bit with with that, like what led you on your journey to living your purpose and being the spiritual boss babe that you are serving other people with your gifts and really making an impact in the world? Yeah. So it really started for me in the eighties. I was powerlifting in Europe. My husband at the time was on, um, you know, stationed in Europe in Germany and I got invited to join the army powerlifting team. And I ended up competing all over Europe as an overweight girl, because during that time, 
I had been developed the model behavior of perfectionism, but it put a lot of emotional pressure on me. And because of that, I used food as a tool to deal with my emotions or stress or, you know, the mindset of not good enough, not worthy. And so fast forward to the late 80s, we're now back in the United States. And I had this dream to want to be part of the pro bodybuilding world. And at the time, I didn't know that you attract what you are. You attract the energy that you're putting out based on the power of your desire, your heart's desire. And so at that particular time of my life, I started going to the gym and lo and behold, I'm part of the pro bodybuilding world. And that industry was really getting its start for women. And at the time, women were being required to have more and more muscle. And the only way to do that was to use steroids. And because I wanted to fit in and be part of that world, I followed the suggestions of the people that were on the top in that industry. And so here we are, fast forward from the late 80s. I've now been competing, and I'm now in um, the time of my life where I'm addicted to steroids. Mm. I'm addicted to other sports enhancement drugs. Um, during the 80s, we used cocaine as a means to prepare for a show. In the 90s, methamphetamine came onto the scene. Wow. And I got to the belief in myself, in my mindset, that the only way for me to establish what I truly wanted, this idea of perfectionism and love and acceptance, was to not eat at all. And now I'm 78 pounds. I don't even see it. When I look at myself in the mirror, I only saw a fat, overweight woman because what I was doing was is I was projecting what I truly believed myself to be which was not good enough, not worthy, not deserving. Mm. And so I am now addicted to all these drugs. I'm not eating. I didn't eat for six months. And people say, well, gosh, how could you survive if you didn't eat for six months? Well, I was a vitamin fanatic. And so while I wasn't eating physical food, I was still bringing in some nutrition through vitamins. And so I'm not eating. And what do I start experiencing? I start experiencing... Um, visits from the other side of spirits and other spiritual experiences that I couldn't explain. And I started to get scared. I started to think that I was being called to die. Mm. And on one level, um, I'm done with the world. I'm done with the judgment. I'm done with the way that people treat each other. And I'm saying, you know what, if this all is all there is to life is setback and challenge and struggle and not good enough, then you know what? I no longer want to be part of it. But then on another level, you always have that deep, I like to call it that soul truth mm -hmm. that exists within you. On another level, you know that you're here for a reason. You know that, there, that there's something more to you. And that's what began to happen to me. And so I began to ask questions. I began to say, okay, I'm in a lot of pain and suffering and darkness in myself. You know, if this is all there is, please show me what's next. And because of these experiences with other spirits coming to the other side, what were they saying to me? They were pleading with me not to let happen to me what had happened to them. They came and they said that I was a beautiful spirit, that I was a beautiful soul that had come here to bring light to others, um, but that they too 
had come in physical form and experienced very similar journeys as myself, but they, they were encouraging me to be me, the real me. And so fast forward, February 13th, 1997, I, I had the release of the body. I had, um, you had what was that? the release of the body, the mm. shedding of the body. I had a near death experience. I had a heart attack. Basically what it was, was a massive heart attack. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that was when I was, people ask me all the time, well, what's a near death experience like? And my experience was love beyond human understanding. I mean, I was one with everything that existed. You, Stephanie, my friends, my family, everything in the universe that existed, I was one with. I was one through it, within it, as it. It was as if the best way I could describe it, to the degree that I knew everything. If you could call it God, or infinite intelligence, or even the universe, which a lot of people use today, I was it, seeing through it, and knowing through it, everything. It was, I like to describe it, if you put your arms up in the air, straight up in the air, you're like, I am everything, I know everything, I am one with everything, I am all things. Mm. And it was incredible, incredible, and so much depth. I mean, I could be here with you guys forever describing, you know, what gift was given to me in that we call the download from consciousness. But, you know, I grew up in religion. My family were ministers. Wow. My last name's Gideon's, like the Gideon's Bible in every motel you go into, <laughs> there's the Gideon's Bible. Um, but I went to Christian school. And I came up during the 60s and the 70s. And society during that time was very, very connected to religion and the idea of sin and the idea of Satan and that every choice we made that was a wrong choice, something was going to come and get us and mm -hmm. that we were going to be judged. And that's not what the other side is like. Nothing judges us. When we, when we reunite with this body of love, pure love, tiny particles of white light, we relook at what we gave while we were in the body. We review from birth until our moment of our ascension, everything that we gave, but here's, here's the depth of it. We review it as if we are within it. So if it was a person that I stole from or judged or talked behind their back or gave them love or kindness, I am reliving it as if I am within them. I get to feel their feelings. I get to see through them what I gave in this lifetime. Did I remember the power that I truly was? And it's, it's incredible. Nothing judges you. Mm. You decide. That's such a powerful uh, piece of your story. I'm sure there's a lot more to it. I mean, I can't even imagine like uh, the shift that you must have gone through from um, the the bodybuilding world and all of those um, the steroids and all of that to not eating to then the near death experience. I mean, it was. It sounds like it was a huge wake up call for you in that time, what, like, 
after that experience of like experiencing all the oneness and the truth of everything, like, was it challenging for you to kind of come back to reality or what was that like for you going from the darkness that you were in to the new awakening and awareness that you had? Yeah. So part of it is, is, is that, you know, I was surrounded by archangels, ascended masters, my soul group, family members, and they all said that we contract before we come into the body to like, literally, we know why we're coming. We've chosen the purposes that we believe we can remember that we are this power, that we are united with this oneness. And so when I was given the choice to come back in, I was told that I never had to worry that all the right people would show up at the right moment to help me move forward. Now I come back into the body and I'm vibrating at a frequency of pure love. And so the negative energy, we could call it, was eliminated from me at the time. So this is 1997. You have to realize in 1997, we were approaching Y2K, 2000. Mm. And so people, society thought that we were approaching the end of the world because, you know, a lot of people were based on that biblical, um, you know, belief around the end of the world. And so here I am, one of the things that they had communicated me with, with me on in the other side was I am. Everything that was said to me was through I am. So here I'm back in the body. Well, the only thing I knew prior to that was religion. And so I had always been a questioner. So here I am. I went back to church because I mm. wanted to be united with this joy and this love that I had been given. So I go to church and the people are all like, you don't say I am, you say he is. <laughs> and, and I tried to explain to people at the time that that's not the way it is, that we are individualized gods and bodies, that that's what had been said to me on the other side, that we are individual pieces of God, the universe, and source energy. And it's because of that, that in every moment, we are vibrating from a frequency that we're putting out. And it's that putting out that's bringing back into our experience, our environment, a reflection, a mirror of what we are. Well, I had to learn all this too. You know, yes, all this was downloaded into my consciousness, but I still had to learn how to apply it. So now I thought, here's what I didn't realize. I didn't realize I wasn't going to be that version of Sherry Marie Gideon's that I had been shown in the light. I mean, mm -hmm. Sherry came here to awaken others. Sherry came here to help hold a space for people to remember who they are. And so now I'm giving these deep things that I'm sharing with you right now and society wasn't ready for it. It was too much. That was what I was going to ask. Like the next thing I was going to ask was yeah. like, how, like how it was received and how things are different now as they were then. Cause you've seen a lot of things shift and had an early awakening. Yeah. So here's the, here's the rub. I was mad for a little period because I thought, <laughs> holy crap, you know, here I've been given this blessing. I know why I'm here. It changes your life forever. And what ended up happening was the world, basically, if you could talk about the biblical story of Job, I was laughed at, vilified, spit upon, and called crazy. Uh, the pro bodybuilding world created a name for me, and that was Scary Sherry. Wow. And I had to live with being, you know, 
that and that being left on my answering machine because we had answering machines still <laughs> back then. And then my own family, my father, he was a perfectionist overachiever. He said, you made your bed, you lie in it. And he said, they have homeless shelters for people who have done things like you have done. And you go to the shelters. And my mother was married to a man the same age as me. And he says, well, I'm not responsible for your grown daughter and her choices. So I ended up homeless on the streets. Wow. And how old were you at that time? I was 31, 31 years old. I'm 56 now. So um, here's the crazy part about it, though. Everything that is happening is happening for us. The woman I am today, speaking to you right now, the reason I'm her because I didn't give up because I had the courage to grow and strengthen that muscle of awareness of belief of letting go of all these illusions that I had taken on from other people and their beliefs and their opinions and their ways of being and owned them as my own and I began to let go of those I began to realize that in every moment I had a choice and it was that choice to connect with this power for good or i could go back to the old limiting beliefs and and subconscious um you know memories of the past or mm-hmm. i can live in right now and i could align with love i could align with you know you and i are in this call right now in and i can see your smile mm-hmm. and we're laugh you know it's there's i could feel your soul because you're mm-hmm. a piece of me so beautiful. I, I, I love everything that you're sharing. And I, I, I want to talk more about what you just said in the, the choosing to let go of the limiting beliefs and staying in the moment. And for those listening, like, what are some things that have helped you do that? Like, you know, cause I've experienced it. You've experienced, we've all experienced yeah. doubt, fear. Sometimes it can seem to take over, or I should say, we tend to give our power away to it with, without realizing if you're not aware. So what are some things that helped you really continue to choose that new story that actually helped you shift your reality? Yeah. So the first thing is, is a lot of people absolutely have no idea how they're creating the life for themselves in the moment. And, and we really don't understand the concept of time. And, 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 you know, just in a nutshell, there's only right now, the present moment, moment. And you see, it's infinite. It's beyond what any of us can humanly rationalize. And what happens is, is we're vibrating from a feeling that's connected to a thought. And when we do that, when we're connected to a feeling, what happens is is we put out a frequency out into what we could call the allness, the universe, or the The quantum quantum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're putting this out. And so in every moment, if, if, if all there is, is right now, the present, in every moment, what we're giving out we're pulling back a match vibration because all there is is vibrations. And so what's showing up in front of us is a mirror of a piece of ourselves, whether we are conscious or unconscious of it. And so when we talk about limiting beliefs or, you know, old things that happen to us, when we do this in the moment, what's happening is we're using our memory 
to think about the past, or we use our mind to imagine about the future. But the real truth here is to understand that you can't go back or forward from this moment. Time doesn't exist. The only thing that exists beyond this very present moment is nothing else but right now. And so how do I change that? So what I first did was begin to understand how this works. I got very clear about the life I wanted. I want to travel the world helping people just like you live your best life and how to apply these universal laws of nature in a way that serve you. And so what I did is I began to develop little things that I could do. So here's the thing. You can't change what you're not aware of. So when you're aware in that moment that you're being from depression or skepticism or not good enough or not worthy, if you're being from that, it's creating a vibe. And when you when you give power to that vibration for 16 to 17 seconds, what happens is, is you're growing its power of thought, limiting belief, lack, limitation, scarcity, not enough um, money, you know, not worthy. You're judging somebody else. As you grow that for 16 to 17 seconds of power, by 68 seconds, you've, you've accumulated enough energy that you're pulling back into your experience something that is a match to that vibration. And so when I see those things show up in my own life now, because I made the decision that I was willing to do something about it, that I was willing to stop being from that state of mind and that feeling. And so what I say something super simple to myself. So what is it I really want? What I really want is to be in a moment right here, right now, having a conversation with all of you talking about what I love. I love empowering people. I love motivating people. Woo, as I say it, oh my <laughs> God, the chills are running through my whole body because that's my soul saying yes. That's the divine feminine. Our soul is the divine feminine. It's like, I like to describe it like a wound of a woman. It's a V. It's a wound of a woman. So when you plant your desires in the law, which is the divine feminine, it's just saying yes. It's a seed being planted. And think about a woman when she is impregnated. We know that that seed's going to bear fruit and it's going to eventually manifest effect into a baby. Mm -hmm. Why can't we do that with our desires? Why can't we take our conscious mind the I am, the masculine energy, because that's the creative energy, and drop it into the soul, the divine feminine, the nurturer of all life, and say, yes, I know that I know that I know that eventually this is going to bear fruit. It is going to come into birth. And that's what I do when I say what I said to you earlier, and I go deeper. What I really want is to travel the world and be awakening humanity. And as I go deeper in the clarification of it, in the moment, what happens is, is those chills of yes, that alignment with my source, that alignment with my divine feminine energy is saying yes to all of that. And I go deeper again. What I want to be is here. I want to be at a gas station, at a grocery store. I want to be anywhere that source energy 
will have me as the vehicle that I am allowing myself to be in the moment mm-hmm. and placing me in somebody's moment so that I can plant seeds of greatness, the remembering of that. And the same thing you guys can do. You guys, as you get clearer about what brings you joy, what brings you love, what you really want to do from that space, from that space that it's already true, that it's already so, mm-hmm. you will be pulling more of that into your moments. Now, here's something I really want to talk about for a second here. What happens when something shows up in your moment that sucks? It doesn't feel good. It's the car crash. It's a fight with somebody. It's a bill. It's, you know, whatever it is that that doesn't feel good. What is our habit? Our habit is to attach to the same energy that is in front of us. And what do we do when we do that? We get more of it. Mm -hmm. So in that moment that anything shows up, that doesn't feel good and is not in alignment with who you really want to be and what you really want to create in your life, then become the observer. Look at it for a second without emotional attachment. Observe what's in front of you and how did it get there? And then thank it because it's showing up to reveal to you a piece of yourself that is not who you really are. And it's ready to be released, but you can't release it unless you're aware that it's a, that it's there, that it's a part of you. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to what you really want. Yeah, I love that piece because this is like I think a lot of people um, tend to skip that part and want to just do something to get their mind off of it or. Um, just uh, not feel that way anymore if it's like a uh, undesirable emotion or feeling that comes up mm-hmm. and zooming out and being the observer without uh, attaching to it mm-hmm. is huge um, and it's definitely a practice and mm-hmm. baby pockets of time I say you know yeah. you've got to be nice to yourself because it's just like going to the gym. You know, when you start out at the gym, you can, sometimes you can only lift a three pound weight, a five pound weight, a 10 pound weight, and you got to keep going back to the gym to get stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in my experience in those times when things come up, um, it's been really helpful to sit, not sit, not just sit with it and observe it, but also when needed, to like fully, fully like surrender to it, to the, even if how challenging it might be, Mm -hmm. but it's that it's surrendering to it and feeling it and like crying your eyes out or screaming in a pillow or whatever at times that, that actually uh, is a really high act of self-love because you're holding space for all of that to Mm -hmm. be felt and sat with. And in that um, sitting with it and feeling it, you actually transmute it. Oh, girl, that's powerful what you just said. Yes. And, and, and yeah, because you know how you're doing. And when you sit with it and you actually allow yourself as the observer, what I was talking about earlier, to feel where it's at in your body, mm-hmm. you know, and, and when you know where it's at, because, you know, we talk about the chakras all the time. And we, when we look at the root chakra and, you know, the sacral and solar plexus, and we begin to understand how that's trapped energy in certain areas, because that's how the chakras work. They work where they're flowing, you know, through your crown chakra, your thalamus gate, 
all the way up and down through your root chakra. And so, you know, as we begin to understand and become more aware of our thoughts, and it's those things that we hold as beliefs that we start to see how, you know, vibration works. And we realize that it corresponds to all of our thoughts and beliefs. And so we can right now, like Stephanie was saying, we can start to work with this, you know, this source of energy to create more positive and good in our lives. Yes, so true. What? So for you, um, what has been like the biggest quantum leap or reality shift you've experienced? To be fully honest with you is, is understanding the law of one. And mm. I mean, you know, we, we think that we're separate. We think we're separate from this power and we're not. I mean, every single one of us is, is, one in the body of what we could call God, the universe, the quantum field, and, you know, the divine law of oneness. It's the MVP of all the laws, even the law of vibration. The law of oneness is the first law. And when we can start to understand more about these laws and use them rightly for our good, then literally we begin to direct our lives for you know what we're here for we're here to remember this stuff mm-hmm. we're here to remember this power and the access we have to uh, to create anything anything we want and so with myself about 7 years ago what happened is, is i was bedridden with degenerative disc disease and that happened as a result of lifting very heavy weights for a lot of years and so i i lost my lower back and I've developed this meditation, you know, this, what I call my daily non-negotiables. And it's in meditation that I completely surrender. And um, you can call it a voice. Sometimes it happens with a voice. Sometimes it happens with pictures for people. But for me, when we talk about source energy, source talks to me just like I'm talking to Stephanie right now. And so I was woken up at about two o'clock in the morning and I was told that I was going to be taught how to master living in the moment. And I was wide awake, sat wide up at two o'clock in the morning and I made a, a cup of coffee and I came back and I went to go set my coffee cup on the bedside table. And this whole stack of books that I had brought in the you know, house from the garage the day before fell over onto the floor. And one of them opened up to Abraham's book on how to master living in the moment. And so I've been on this journey the last seven years of literally existing in only today, if that's all there is, and how to really develop that awareness from a place of love, from a place of surrender. So we know that we all have free will. Now, I'm going to just say something really deep here, and I'm just going to plant that seed, and it doesn't matter if you receive it yet or not, because I know how energy works. But the truth of it is, is so when we go back to the law of one, and we can use, you know, that every single atom inside of you is connected in some way, shape, or form to the rest of the universe, and you move through it. And so that means that we are... I am. And so we are lacking nothing. What if you surrendered your free will? Just say, you know what? I know that I know that I know 
that I am God, that I am the mirror and the representation of an individualized God. That means that everything that I ever wanted or desired, it already knows mm-hmm. in it's already me, yours. through me. Yes. And so what if you didn't even have to do anything to go out there and hustle. You didn't have to go out there and do what we call take action. What if it, you just surrendered to the degree that you know that it will reveal to you through you and show you your next step, your next breadcrumb. It will guide you through your own intuitive part of you, your own thalamic gate, your top of your crown chakra, and tell you what to do next. It will bring you just like manna from heaven, everything that you ever needed and all the things you desire too. Pretty deep, huh? Yeah, and, and that brings a lot of uh, questions that I wanna dive a little <laughs> deeper into it. I love it! Because like, I know people listening are probably like, okay, tell me more. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 I love all of that and I completely agree. Like it was really profound when I realized, oh, well, I am everything. Like it's all, it, it's all, it's all me. It's all, you know, we, we are all yeah. of it. We're all connected. Um, and growing up, that was like a no-no to even go there to think oh, such yeah. a thing. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I have, I, I, how do you stay so in the present moment? Like what, like, for there's so many ways that I want to, I mean, I have my, I have my own practices and things too, but like, I want to hear like, how do you really practice staying in the now moment of today and trusting and trusting so deeply that you're being guided and, and everything's going to work out and all of that. Um, especially also like as a businesswoman too, I mean, obviously action is a part of it. So how do you balance that? Like staying in the present moment being in flow and also getting things done. <laughs> well, cause I know the laws I, you know, I've practiced, I mean, I know the laws of the universe. And so, I mean, I have spent the last 24 years, um, getting better and better and better at not reacting to things. Mm-hmm. So it's like responding yeah, not responding because I don't care what it is that shows up in my life, whether, you know, like I said, in the very beginning, I walked homeless on the streets twice. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I had been told that I never had to worry that the right people would show up at the right moment. Well, that's not only for me, it's for every single one of you. Every single one of us has the right situation show up at the right moment. They're here for us to help us remember and use our power rightly. So I'm homeless on the streets and, you know, I'm living in the forest and I overhear this guy in the campsite next to me. Over, you know, telling this whole group of men about his own near-death experience. What are the odds of that, that I'm going to be in a campsite, I've had my own near-death experience, and there's this man, I have no food, I have no um, money, no nothing. Um, And I go over there and I'm telling him, did I just hear you say that you had a near-death experience? And he said, yeah. And so that weekend, this whole group of men shared their food with us they paid for us to fish and we told campfire stories all weekend. And at the end of the weekend, the man came to me and he's like, listen, he says, 
you forever changed my life because you took me into a deeper understanding of what happened to me. You gave me tips and solutions. Um, and here's $15. This is all I have. So you see, I showed up in his moment to give him what he was, um, what I like to say, what you're seeking is always seeking you. Mm -hmm. So he was seeking. Okay. And then what did I have? I didn't have any money, you know? And so he gave me $15, but what happened is, is it, those experiences began to reveal to me of how to let go. Now, when we talk about living in the moment, when I began to understand how to use the laws, when we talk about the law of oneness, the law of vibration, a lot of people hear every day about the law of attraction. You know, here's the rub. The law of attraction is a secondary law. It's not a foundational law, but everybody out there thinks, oh my God, the law of attraction is so powerful and it's the real deal when it comes to manifesting. No, guess what? The law of vibration is the only law besides the law of oneness that you really need to understand because everything's vibrating, everything's in movement. And so once I began to understand these laws, whatever showed up in my moment, okay? If it was, you know, no money or a car wreck or, you know, like you said earlier, Stephanie, why is something not happening? And I'm so, what the heck am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? Um, what I began to learn to do is to do what you said, to, to let myself get it all out, cry, scream. Sometimes I even do, ah, you know, <laughs> to just get that out of my throat chakra. Mm -hmm. um, but I made the commitment. I wanted to be this woman that I came to be. I wanted to utilize this, this good in a way that served me, the way that we read about and hear about and what I had been shown in the light. And so it gave me the courage to keep moving forward no matter what it was I faced. And when I faced it, guess what? it fell away. As I faced it and I looked at it and I observed it and, and sometimes I would even do what I call commanding. Mm -hmm. So if we're this infinite intelligence, we're it, and we have the same powers as it, we can command that subconscious mind. We can command it to stop. So sometimes I'd command it. I'd say, you know what, subconscious mind, guess what? I command you you know, and I command you to release that. I command you to let me sleep, you know, totally and absolutely like a baby through the night. I command you to release those thoughts because they're not the truth. Get thee behind me thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and I began, and it's a system of, like I said, strengthening that muscle. But when you do, let me just tell you something, the things, the people, the situations, um, I call it, here's another thing that I, you know, some of you may not understand. When you get really clear about what you want, what you're doing is, is you're developing a neuro pathway. You're strengthening and developing a neuro pathway in your brain. Mm -hmm. and, it, and, and when you're developing that neuro pathway, What's happening is, is you're also working with your autonomic nervous system, which in turn vibrates a higher frequency in your heart chakra. Now, you're, we have three brains. We have the brain in our head, we have the brain in our heart, and we have a brain in our gut. And they're all vibrating 
frequencies or energy. It's the, it's the brain in our heart that we're all be, being called to strengthen, to develop coherence and sustainability. And because whether we realize it or not, our heart chakra, guess what? It's vibrating 4,000 nearites more powerful than those other two brains. And so what we really need to understand is, is that when we develop resiliency in the heart, it is um, bringing the heart to the head. Mm-hmm. And that's where you truly start to manifest very powerful things. Yeah, our heart is our portal. It's yes. like the seed that we grew in our mother's womb to be yep. here. That's right. The first thing of who we are really, if you think about it like that. Yeah. I just love everything that you're talking about and, and sharing. Can you, uh, for those listening, like give a brief overview of, of the law of vibration? Yeah. So the law of vibration, it's every, it's everywhere and in and through everything in the universe. And it has a frequency and a vibration. And as I said earlier, everything is in motion and nothing ever stands still and everything is always either being pushed away or pulled towards something and so items of vibration are attracted to each other and so if we're putting out a feeling of not good enough or i don't have enough money or a judgment towards someone else or even this you're putting out that heart feeling of what you really are and what you really want to do in the universe you're pulling back to you what you are a mirror of what you are from that vibrational match in the universe. And so to use this law to manifest our our, um, desires, what happens is is you must match your vibration with what you really want. You want to grow and develop that muscle of matching the feeling from the place that it's already so. Your desire is already so. And so, you know, I used to, I like to use this example. So I told you earlier that I'm a retired pro bodybuilder and it used to take me three months to get ready for a show. And when I was getting ready, I had to eat every two hours in today and I had to go to the gym and I had to exercise. And what I would do is, is I would go into my imagination and I would see myself standing on that stage with my green bikini and all these rhinestones sparkling all over my green bikini. I'd see my smile as a Cheshire cat. And I'd see myself holding this big trophy. And then my other arm would be straight up in the air. And the promoter of the show was holding my other arm like all the way up in the air, like, you know. And, and so I could feel my winning of that competition in today. And that's what I began to do is is I began to take each day as we've been talking through this conversation as if today was all there was and I would connect as much as possible to that feeling that what I desired was already true today. And I kept putting that out. And guess what? When I won the show, you guys, my husband would take a picture of me standing on the stage And the picture he took was the one I saw in my head. Let me tell you one other thing. I want to tell you you this one too. (laughs) 
Okay, so I haven't told you guys I had a second near-death experience. What? Yes, I've had two. So my second near-death experience I had in 2004, um, one week after the delivery of twins. I was almost 40 years old. And they come back. So I had a near-death experience. And in this one, I was told that you're here, you know why you're here, and you're to go back and do it. And so um, the heart cardiologist comes in, and they had sedated me for 12 hours. And he says to me that I only have 37% heart function, and that I'm going to be on my back for six months waiting for a heart transplant, that I'll never exercise again and mm-hmm. I could die within six months. And so I said to him, I said, listen, I, I appreciate your diagnosis, but I've already had a near-death experience. I know that that's not going to happen. I know why I'm here and I know what I'm meant to do. And the doctor at first, he's like, listen, this is airy-fairy thinking. He says, this is, this is woo-woo. Whoa. And he says, you're very sick and you need a transplant. And I said, well, I'm going to show you what's possible. And so over a period of three years, it took me three years to heal it, but over a period of three years, every single day, I would be from the place that I was already healed. And so how did I do that? I didn't let people hold conversations with me about, um, was I gonna plan my will? I didn't let people hold conversations with me about, was I scared? Mm. And I never let people hold conversations with me about what I call the contrast, the opposite. I only did what I believed in that day, which is what I would go into my imagination And I would imagine every artery was flowing with blood perfectly. I would watch my heart pumping perfectly. I would watch oxygen going through my lungs. And and I would exercise. He said, no exercise, never exercise again. I didn't go crazy. Mm -hmm. What I did was I did movement. A little bit of movement. A little bit of movement. And guess what? literally one day, three years later, from continuing to do that every single day, because you have to realize time and space is an illusion. And all you have to keep doing is knowing in that V I talked about earlier, that that seed that we planted is going to eventually someday, sometime, somewhere bear fruit. And when you hold on to that knowing and you allow, what happens is it'll show up in a moment that you least expected because the universe is infinite Mm -hmm. and the how is none of our business. So I'm in the doctor's office. He says, have a seat. And he says, you're the most amazing person I've ever met in my life. Mm. He says, when you very first told me all this kind of thinking and ways of being, I thought you were nuts. He says, but guess what? You have taught me so many things that I can now share with other people. And he says, not only are you 100% healed, but your medication is harming you rather than helping you. And um, we're gonna wean you off. And that was in 2007 and we're now in 2021 and they can't show signs of me ever having had any heart attacks and I've had- Wow, that's insane. Mm -hmm. Do you, have you ever, explored like what caused that in the first place or like I'm sure it was probably some kind of trauma to be healed or something yeah absolutely remember nothing everything that's happening outside of us is as a result of what's going on inside of us and Mm. during that time my husband was an alcoholic and I tell this very true and honest 
and we owned a health club and we I go into the health club and it was a women's health club, but a big one, like 10,000 square feet. Wow. Um, and we had over a thousand members and I'd walk in and everybody would say, Oh my God, you're the most amazing woman. And you're just such a, you know, white light and all this, but your, your husband is a motherfucker, (laughs) basically. (laughs) But I was trying to fix it. See what I was trying to do was save him. And I'm pregnant with twins. I'm almost 40. And what happened is, is I was trying to manage every area of his life, direct it, control it, um, fix it. And what happened was, is, you know, women who have baby or babies, you know, close to 40, you have to be very careful. And so in my case, they said that one in 20,000 women who um, get pregnant at that age have the chance of developing a rare heart disease. And it is a lot of it is brought on from stress. And I believe that that's what happened. I believe that um, um, I was, you know, basically overexerting myself trying to fix his life. And we can't fix Mm. anyone's life. It was such a great, it was such a great lesson for me, though, you guys, because that was such a time where I realized, you know, I can't fix anyone else. I can only give a message and plant a seed. And if that's, if a person's ready, great. But here's the gift. The gift is that this is an infinite universe and you will remember one day what I said. And Oprah said the same thing. I, you know, I toasted the new year with her in 2011 Hmm. And here's something she said that was vital. She said when she very first started out in the 90s doing, you know, TV, she was just an overweight African-American black woman. And she said what happened is she was trying to do the same thing everybody else was doing and, you know, ask questions on the shows. And she said she realized at one point she wasn't here to compete and she wasn't here to be like everybody else. Yeah. And she said what she learned was is that she wanted to be a vehicle to be expressed through. And she said, when she surrendered at that level, her whole life exploded. And that's what I wanna be. I wanna be a vehicle to be expressed through. I wanna surrender knowing fully that I am only going to experience good and greater good. And that I can think only in that direction. I have a choice. Mm -hmm. I love that. We all have a choice and And that's like such a powerful reminder of like, I have a choice and I am a vessel for, you know, of all that is streaming through me. So of course I can manifest whatever I want. Of course I can call whatever I want into my experience. And I can learn so much wisdom from the contrast that shows up to allow me to experience all the things that I want, because without the contrast, it'd be it would be different, you know? Well, and that's why when you mentioned earlier about business, I don't compete in business at all. I believe there's enough. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it, when we talk about taking action, you know, you hear all the time on social media, oh yeah, I'm hustling. Mm -hmm. Um, Listen, you don't have to hustle at all. These universal laws, they work so perfectly that all you have to do is allow. Remember I said earlier, 
the universe is infinite. So there's a million avenues, channels, and opportunities for the how to reveal itself. Mm-hmm. And so when you stop honing in so specifically and you just are clear, okay, and you're vibrating from that space of joy and pure love and enthusiasm, that, those are the highest you know, you know, laws in the universe and the law of gratitude. And it's just like you were saying, so it's, it's, you know, that, you know, you know, because you're it, you're not separate from it. You are it, but you can't truly access its power until you surrender at that level. And believe me, when you do, (laughs) my God, you're not a bit, you're not in my life for an accident. I'm not showing up in your life for an accident. And that's why I said, the only reason I share the depth that I do is because I know I don't have to compete or I don't have to convince anymore. I know when you are ready as individuals in your own life, what you're seeking is already seeking you. That seed is planted and someday, sometime, somewhere, you will begin to remember who you truly are and you will remember my words. Because I said earlier, there's no time. There's only right now. Yes, there is. And man, I feel like you shared so much over this hour that we've been talking almost. And I'm just so grateful for you showing up and sharing your message and and doing all of the work that you do. I think it's so needed and so powerful and beautiful, helping people remember who they are and remember the divinity within us is such a beautiful thing. Um, and I would love to know any last words you want to share before we wrap it up. And also where can people find you so they could learn more about like what you're doing and the things that you're teaching and offering? Yeah. So, you know, I always like to, you know, give this little metaphor of, you know, you're not going to get cabbage out of potatoes, but you can get the answers that you're looking for by knowing how to use the laws of nature, the universal laws that I've been speaking about earlier. So if you have never heard about them before, I encourage you to go and, and to research them because what's going to happen is, is your understanding and your broadening of your awareness will cause what you're seeking to develop. You can't help but be successful because you are that powerful. And, you know, this saying that I said earlier, it was by Rumi. And Rumi says, what you're seeking is always seeking you. So trust that and allow that. Get out of the way of the how. And so how can you find me? So I am business partners with one of the most well-known neuroscientists in the world. His name's Dr. Jeffrey Bannon. We've developed what's called thoughtuniversity.online. So it's not .com, it's thoughtuniversity.online. And we have some freaking powerful, powerful, some amazing things that we're doing that really help to educate you more with the quantum field, help you to educate, educate you more on how to use these things that I've been talking about. And we also do brain mapping, brain studies, chakra studies. We can show you what's actually happening in your physical body and where your limiting beliefs are located and help you to move that energy and transition that energy. And you can also find me on sherrygideons.com. 
Awesome. I will put those links in the show notes as well. And yeah, I love everything that you're doing, Sherry. Again, I'm so grateful we connected. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. And I can't wait to stay connected and and continue like collaborating and sharing our magic and whatever. It's so beautiful. I appreciate you so much and all of your time. Thank you so much. And, And thank you for having me on the show. I'm super grateful for you. Yeah, the feeling is mutual. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at thespiritualbossbabe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day.